from the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. A preliminary report by a Supreme Court committee suggests that consolidation of Florida's judicial circuits could have an overall neutral or no fiscal impact. Jim Ash has more. Uh, That's right, Mark. The review was conducted by the Fiscal and Resources Subcommittee of the Judicial Circuit Assessment Committee. That's a mouthful, and it's only a preliminary report, and so we need a little context. Chief Justice Carlos Muniz issued a June 30 administrative order that directed the Judicial Circuit Assessment Committee to consider whether consolidation of circuits within existing DCA boundaries is warranted. Muniz was responding to a letter from House Speaker Paul Renner, a Palm Coast attorney. Renner suggested consolidation would generate, quote, substantial cost savings. One example he cited was, quote, economies of scale in back office operations. But the preliminary report by the Fiscal and Resources Subcommittee found that consolidation would be a fiscal wash for overall court operations. Perhaps most notably, the report says there would be a short-term negative fiscal impact for court technology due to transition and implementation costs. Negative fiscal impact means cost increase. Eliminating an elected state attorney position would cost more money, prosecutors say, because of the need to hire additional senior managers. But there's a big caveat here. The report notes that without a specific consolidation plan, there's no way to accurately predict the financial impact. The subcommittee is headed by Judge Margaret Steinbeck, who also chairs the Trial Court Budget Commission. The subcommittee will do another report for any potential JCAC consolidation scenario. Speaking of consolidation, the Board of Governors held an interim meeting last week and agreed to develop a Florida Bar comment to the consolidation study. Jim? Yeah, the board voted without objection to develop a comment that would recommend ways other than consolidation to improve court operations. Some of the examples the board discussed include more aggressive case management, hiring more court personnel to support judges, and increased funding. President Scott Westheimer earlier this summer appointed a board task force to weigh the potential for commenting. It included several board members and Young Lawyers Division President Anisha Patel. Legislation Committee Chair Sia Baker-Barnes monitored the task force. Baker-Barnes said the Florida Bar comment would avoid any hint of partisan politics. She said, quote, Our role, I think from the Bar's perspective, is to simply provide data, and that includes survey results and focusing on the factors set forth in the court's order. Baker Barnes was referring to the JCAC's own surveys that suggest more than 80% of Florida lawyers oppose consolidation. The Florida Supreme Court is considering its third proposed revision to the state's speedy trial rule. Our Alexandra Glorioso has more. Lawyers weighed in for over an hour and a half at oral arguments on the proposal last week, which would effectively eliminate the right to a speedy trial when a person is accused of manslaughter or murder. Prosecutors called it a compromise because they'd like to get rid of the rule altogether. But Supreme Court Justice Jorge Labarga called it a solution looking for a problem. Under the current rule, the state must bring a case against a person accused of a felony within 175 days. After that window closes, the defendant's attorney may file a notice of expiration. 
Then the state has roughly two weeks to initiate the trial before the defendant is permanently discharged, barring the government from further pursuing the case. The court is considering substantial changes to that rule, which would allow the state to indefinitely pursue certain homicides and eliminate the automatic trigger for dismissal of cases that aren't tried within the established time frame. While the Florida Prosecuting Attorneys Association supports the proposal, the bar's criminal law and public interest law sections, the Florida Public Defender Association, and the Florida Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers oppose the proposed changes. The rule hasn't been substantially modified since 1984. In observance of October as National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, Florida's Court Clerks and Comptrollers is recognizing survivors of domestic violence and highlighting the services provided by clerks to assist those facing domestic violence issues. Rowan Batar has more. Last year, Florida's clerks processed 80,319 applications for protective injunctions that help those impacted by domestic violence. Sewanee County Clerk Barry Baker says one of the most heartbreaking parts of his job is seeing individuals and families come to the clerk's office for help with protective injunctions due to domestic violence. He said all of the state's 67 clerks are available to provide guidance and help process applications for these cases year-round at no cost to the filer. If you or someone you know is currently threatened or experiencing domestic violence, the clerks recommend calling 911 first for assistance if you are in immediate danger. You may also contact your local clerk's office to start the process of filing for an injunction or restraining order, and the clerks recommend calling the Florida Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-500-1119 for support, advocacy, and assistance finding shelter. If you are a newly practicing lawyer looking for a mentor, then the Florida Bar's inaugural Council to Council program may be right for you. Alex? If you've been practicing for three or fewer years, then you can be matched with a more experienced attorney who can show you the ropes. So far, 358 Florida lawyers have enrolled in the Council to Council program, says Katie Young, the Bar's staff liaison to the Special Committee on Mentoring New Lawyers, which is administering the program. The new mentoring program uses an innovative online platform to match beginning lawyers with more experienced ones and tracks participants as they complete a series of milestones. When attorneys sign up, they fill out a brief survey and the program provides ratings that gauge the compatibility of mentors and mentees. From there, the mentor or mentee can choose their top three options, and the technology establishes the final match based on those responses. Council to Council provides the opportunity for new lawyers to gain practical experience and learn from established attorneys about how to build a professional reputation and create a successful practice. It also allows established lawyers to share their insights and experiences with younger lawyers, in turn getting fresh perspectives, expanding their networks, and securing their own professional legacies. Sign up by October 18th, and you'll get matched by October 20th. To get started, visit floridabar.org and search for Council to Council. For more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. Florida Bar News Briefs, the production of the Journal and News Department. For Jim Ash, Roanne Batar, Alexandra Glorioso, and our producer Clay Shaw behind the glass, I'm Mark Killian. (laughs) 